Um, welcome to People You Talks with me, and Um Hello. Hello. So today we'll be chatting to Cindy Debated. Um, she's an entrepreneur who started her first company at the age of 26. Um, it was called The Easy Financial. And she, she also has a company called Mustard Seed. Um, NPC, where she has uh, conversations, she teaches through conversations. Under Master C, she has uh, programs called um, online. Um, let me talk about the first one, Divine Conversation, which at first started as Second Rise Club. And I love I love that story, how it starts, but she changed it over the years where uh, she organized conversations uh, with traumatologists, healers around her space, healers that assisted her in, um, in dealing with some traumas that happened in her life. And she'll just tell us more about that. Um, and traumatologists, um, she spoke to mediums, so essentially, most of the things that I, 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 not most of them, some of the things that I found myself into, and she recommended them um, as for my healing journey, because there were certain things that I was going through as well. And she was like, okay, this worked for me, try it out if it doesn't, and you know, um, try this out. So um, I met a traumatologist that assisted me. I a womb healer through her programs who assisted me. Um, I also met um, a Reiki practitioner. And we are talking about black women um, in South Africa. All these practitioners are black women. Um, um, what she had found, um, she used to express this a lot, what she had found was that a lot of uh, spiritual leaders um, predominantly white in South Africa. So she went and yeah. was sick and tired. Like I said, she's a CA um, entrepreneur. So she was running an accountant firm from the age of 26. So she was tired of being the only black woman in the, in the room. So she she was so she was trying and she's creating a space where there's other black women who are professionals and who are experts in their field. That's what she's okay. some of the things that she's passionate about. Um, yes, that is. Cindy Divisi in a nutshell, um, there's, a, there's a, a whole lot more um, about her um, and we're going to find that out today. So, okay, so just for everybody, Cindy is going to be a transformational speaker at the Be More You Stylish event. This is why it's so important. Be More Stylish. Sorry, sorry everybody. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that. So the Be More Stylish um, <laughs> event that's happening. She will be at the Joburg one specifically on the 14th of September. And yeah. So that's why we're interviewing her today. Yeah, you got caught there. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Welcome. You're actually our very first guest. Um, we've been trying to have other guests. Yes. We've been trying to get other guests, but technology is like, ah, not today. Uh, yeah. not today. So we've been yeah. trying to do this. So, welcome. 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So, be more stylish. What do you understand about it, Cindy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for the shock that it gave me. <laughs> I was telling my, my sister that they asked me to come talk at Be More Stylish. I have no clue why. <laughs> because it couldn't be fair that I'm just too random for style. But anyway, yeah. um, stylish is a, is a, for me, you know what, Jeanette, to be very honest, stylish is a bit of an intimidating word for me because I always, always find myself to be bland. So when I'm associated with style, I always have to like think twice, you know, like really think, okay, what does it actually mean, you know? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, that's that's my perspective of style, interesting enough, because it makes me, yeah, very self-conscious. But yeah, mm. I'm um, honored to be invited. Um, I asked Lisa for so many, you know, like, can you just break it down further so that I know what your expectations yeah. are? Because I needed to make sure that you're not expecting glamour from me and I deliver nothing towards that. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not <laughs> I don't think. I know, I know, but it's just an intimidating word and, and that's where I am right now. It like really intimidates me that word. But anyway, I'm embracing it and I'm grateful to be associated with it. Yeah, so, but look at your look at your glasses. Oh, definitely. Look how nice are your friends. <laughs> they are very styling. They are very styling. I know, right? They're I know, stunning, right? Stunning. They're purple, they're wild. Yeah, <laughs> the color of the crown, definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I yes, think yes. style yes. for me is about glow, and the glow, the glow is uh, starts usually internal, and you see it through. You know, um, you see how your skin is, you see how your speech is, because you can be the most glamorous person but with no glow, you know? And I think yeah, that's what right. Be More Stylish is about. It's about talking about our glow and how a lot of it needs to be honored. And I think us inviting you was about the throat chakra and honoring that glow, especially in terms of your work, awesome. your healing work. And when I think when this whole sort of you, that's what we wanted, because I think Beyond beyond style, there's so much more to learn about the globe. You know. Awesome. Thank mm. you. Thank you very much for that compliment. You know, look, obviously going through like really thinking about it after the invite, yeah. um, I think I found resonance in understanding that there is a sense of intentionality with style. You know, mm. it's not random. It's not like something that just lands on one. It's something that is intentional. And I think it just really awakened uh, things that were dormant, I suppose, inside of me that I then mm. understood it as that. And I quite enjoyed that, you know, then, mm. then starting to kind of toy with it. This is now mm. after the intimidation and the torture, all the, you know, <laughs> the, the yeah. reference that I went but honestly the intentionality of the word is what resonates and that makes mm. me to be able to embrace it yeah mm. even mm. though I would not have considered myself as like stylish as you know as the first thing that came to my mind 
but mm. um, I quite enjoy that and, and I really, really take honor in this process. Thank you. It's awesome. not so weird to hear you say you're not stylish because you're not as hard as I do. Um, <laughs> style. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. is about and ask the questions in the particular storm um yeah ask the, the important question of, of um why are you here um may i learn what you are here for and embrace the storm and then move on from that because um the embracing part we don't usually um befriend it <laughs> we don't usually befriend that part of embracing the storm during the storm um, and I've learned so much from from you regarding that. Just hold up, just hug it, love it while you're in it, <laughs> um, so that it teaches whatever that it needs to teach you, and then you let it go um, and you move on, swiftly move on. Because looking back is not going to assist you at all. Um, that's that's maybe why one of the reasons why I thought to be um, the best person to invite. Um, as you know, I mean, the work that you do is quite transformational and um, there's, there's there's a healing process that I went through that now I've passed it on to Ndalama and I've passed it on to everybody else and you know, you were a, a, a major part a source. Yes, you were a major part of, of, of that from the programs that you've been running from Master Speed and that right conversations and um, and I was telling Dalama which originally when conversation was called a uh, second wife. Slap. <laughs> Slap of second wife. <laughs> what? Wild, wild, wild. Uh, tell us why you named the second wife club, by the way. I know, right? Um, and thank you. Thank you for, for seeing me and the compliment. Highly appreciated. And what I can say is that you only see who you are. So, you know, if that is what you see in me, I'm grateful for it. Um, so we had an idea of uh, bringing controversial conversations on the table. But the central point of that idea was, and when I say we, it's myself and two friends of mine. Um, the central point of it uh, moved to mixed families. So, you know, um, myself coming from a mixed family and recognizing that mixed family is like, it's now a new norm, if I can use that word, because um, whereas there was kind of a prescribed, um, used loosely, um, way of looking at families. Now we're getting more and more mixed families. And with mixed families, there are hurts and times, unfortunately, that happen, you know, as we raise the kids that we don't, you know, we not necessarily biological parents off but it was a little bit broader than that because we said look this woman usually who comes in 
as you know the second the stepmother or whatever is sometimes rubbish so you come in into this collective consciousness that immediately makes you rubbish so you kind of have to navigate through that before your true self can be observed and while you're navigating through that you actually may lose yourself as well so we were looking at that and we were saying you know what we are all human and we all deserve love and things could have happened in people's lives but it doesn't mean just because you're coming in as the second woman uh, you are you know to be rubbished and, and and thrown off the bin and you're like this like horrible monster person so mm. that's the one thing but then the second part is that if this woman is hurt and this woman is going to be raising children that may not necessarily be hers biologically and i'm talking from one woman perspective uh, because i'm a woman so it's kind of a, an easier point of reference for me but this would be applicable both sides i just have to mention that so if this person is hurt and now they are also raising children from a hurt space then it's likely that they could actually be hurting and raising hurt children and then the pain perpetrates so there won't necessarily be an end to that so my friends and i sit around the table and we were talking about this and we were conceptualizing a healing circle that we will bring in you know these are the people that you're looking to bring in and this is what we'll be talking about and i think in that week i watched first was club the movie and I came and, I, and the word kind of landed in my gut to say, okay, we can have a second rise club. And I thought, okay, that is a little too out there. So maybe not. So I held mm. it in. I promise you, I held my peace. And I walked into this meeting and I was like all proper and using good words until my other friend said, let's call it the second rise club. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I suppose this is happening. Yeah. So that's how the thing, you know, ended up being called the Second Wives Club. And unfortunately, because again, this whole Second Wives Club um, as a concept, it still has, well, not still, but it has a lot of charge in it. So that did not last very long. We had to just go back to the drawing boards and say, okay, what is it that we are trying to achieve? And then we, you know, went back to spirit and were guided to call it divine conversations. Again, the conversations started moving past just mixed families. And then they started broadening. And with the broader the conversations, then, uh, you know, then we, we had an opportunity to, to rename it, which is why now it's called the divine conversations. <laughs> I love it. I love the divine conversation, um, and I one day hope yes. to be part of them. I missed the one on the non-monogamy, unfortunately. Yeah, um, yeah, because we were yeah. busy with, with, with be more you, with be more you events. But we're gonna start collaborating yes. now, so that's that's wonderful. And I have a few questions. Awesome. Um, sure. Okay, so. As, you know, we already mentioned the style goes beyond just how you dress, you know. Um, and you yeah. having worked in the corporate space and then also worked within the spiritual space and then traveled also around the world. And I want to know what is your five common factors that are universal for style. And I'm going to cue in things like body language because... I just want to make it yeah. clear that style is beyond that. And I, I would love you to unpack yeah. that for us yeah. too. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, look, in terms of body language, um, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard the stats and they keep shifting. And whichever way that they shift, I haven't heard them being below 50%, that your body language is that much more important than even your vocal, what you're going to present in voice. So it's a big number. It's either 60% or 80%. It keeps moving depending on the research that you're looking at. Uh, But it's something that is very important, very meaningful, and it is something that speaks before you can say uh, words. It's interesting that you talk about my travels because when I, when I traveled I was an accountant there, there was a oh. point in my life where I was an accountant yeah, yeah. so um, I did my traveling as an accountant so right before even landing that role that um, caused me to do a lot of traveling I um, I was I've always been kind of an out of the box out of norm type of an accountant so I would show up with a pink shirt with my gray suit Back in the day when we used to wear gray suits. So when I put my gray suit, it's going to have like a flower on it or something like that. Yeah. And that was my, you know, style. So we took, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like really, really swayed from norm and Mm. very consciously so. Now I used my clothing to represent who I am. So yes, my body language would come in in in, in you know and, and represent and show up in a point, but my dress sense helped me with that confidence that my body then would need to then show up fully as. Mm. And that's what style is for me to say, you know, what what I put on, I need to feel good in the clothing that I'm in. Because yes, my body language can be whatever, but I think the, the clothes that I put on, they actually help to portray and to really project this point that I'm trying to put across. And it's very interesting that. that the feedback that I always got, you know, was that, but you're so different, you know, you're so unique. I'm like, yeah. And an you know, people who with didn't a know that I was an <laughs> They would, yeah, they would look at me and like, how are you an accountant, by the way? You know, um, and, and I suppose it explains the subsequent transition out of that profession. Not that there's anything wrong with the profession, but I've just always seen things a little bit broader and bigger than what, you know, that, that microscope that we were given to say, as an accountant, this is who you are. You sit in the corner and you punch in your calculator and you don't look at people type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't really survive in that environment. But I use my dress sense to reflect my personality and that helps my body language to like really then show up because yeah. I am comfortable in what I'm in. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what you're talking about, Cindy, is something that I recently um, regarding the percentage that you've been talking about, yeah, 55 percent um, is how 55% is, is for how you look, 88 percent on how you sound, yeah. at the tone of your voice, and then seven percent on the quality of your content. And I remember um, wow. when we were talking that um, you know I was I was not a very confident girl when I was growing up. And all I focused on was content, and everything else did not matter to me. Um, how I looked, how I presented myself, and um, did not matter to me. And it only clicked. Like I found this out two weeks ago. It only clicked two weeks ago. Like, 
Oh, the one that even at the your presentations. At the presentation, nobody could hear me. Um, the voice, I was too nervous, so shaky, sounds like I'm crying. And the way that I presented myself. So I would wear a suit, yes. But the way I presented myself and how I spoke, I, I would just stand still and not you know, no personality, nothing to it. And I and I, I then understood, you know, it connecting the dots, it makes sense, okay. So these are the errors that I made all these years. Um all these years. Because I've been an entrepreneur for a long for some time, including laziness as well. Yeah. However, yeah. Patient, because you focus more on one thing, you see what I'm selling. This is what I'm doing. And you come mm. with amazing ideas. However, how you present yourself and how you present them, the voice, um, limits you. And unfortunately, that's just how. This is why we have Demos Dynamics to actually teach us that how you, yeah, how you look is as important as what you have to say. Yeah. Just as yeah. important as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as important. And couldn't agree with you more. You know, and we've been limiting ourselves so much, um, focusing on only language, while this body language, the different ways of language. You know, there's intention language, there's spiritual language, there's you know, there's all sorts of types of language, and we have to be aligned with all of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, not just only focused on 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 the one. So yeah. thank you for mentioning. It made me realize why most of TV presenters and, and radio presenters sound a certain way. The tone of voice is almost similar um, because you, I mean, this yeah. is her tone of voice makes you listen because she's been in the industry for some time. Yes. You know, um, presenters have been around for some time. This is why they're doing very well because they working on the tone. Working from the look, by their own yep. brand. Yep. That, and yep. you take that very seriously. That's how we have a stylist at the event and a makeup artist and a hair um, advisor. I'm, we, we try to make sure that from your crown, you, you are covered. When you walk yeah. out, a brand new person, not just a vision board, because there's no point of being crystal clear with your goals. Um, and then you don't know how to. Those goals. Um, so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose showing up for those goals that you're setting is uh, the major part of the job. And showing up, I mean, does not necessarily mean. And uh, put it very well to say it's not about the the, the glamour, but it's the glow that comes yeah. from who you are, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm completely with you. Couldn't agree with you more. Awesome. One more question. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a parent to young adults, mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know, you've had to, you've gone from dressing up your kids uh, to having, you know, to clean your teeth when they start choosing their own outfits, their own haircuts. Yes. I remember a few occasions coming back from the hair salon and my mom was not impressed. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, there's also um, issues about manners or etiquette, you know, whether yes. it's how we treat other people or just how you eat. Um, sometimes there's concerns about our children's weight, 
you know, are they yes. doing enough physical exercise? And uh-huh. all of, so all in all of this, you know, as a parent, you have to have an opinion. So how do you balance that? You know, sharing how you feel, um, your concerns and your wishes for them without taking away their dignity because your the physical is such a, a, a sensitive thing, especially to teenagers, you know? So how do you deal with that? I know, right? I know. I've got a fifteen year old right now, so yeah, you yeah. can send sympathies this way. <laughs> um it's actually <laughs> you know what? I I find my children, my kids, they, they really I think they're responsible for the spark in my heart because mm, mm, mm. they they're fearless. First of all, I mean, mm. just maybe before I even go to my kids, I think my mom, right up to her last day on earth, she mm. never approved of the decisions I made with my hair. And she told me as much. She told yes. me, and her line was, um, her line has always been there. It's, you know, ever since I get a hand on, handed over the reins to you to mind your own hair, you are not doing a good job. You have failed. So I knew this right up to the last day on earth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Handing over those rays was just not one of her best. That's <laughs> parenting for you. But yeah. It's um, at time. Uh, what I've noticed with the kids is that even before teenage, they start mm. expressing. Actually, around seven. Mm. Because mm. at seven. This is when they get their personality, they individuate. Now they start then deciding, you know, who and how and you know what they want to look like and what they views. And that's yeah. where the challenge is. They're socializing the more, they're going for to us. school. Right, mm. right. And then they wanna look a certain way. Yeah. I think the thing that makes it difficult for us parents again is that rule book. And I don't know where it exists because I never got one. However, there is a rule yeah. book that says the girl needs to look like this and the boy needs to look like that yeah, and yeah. you are my child so you are for me to do with you what I want and what have you. I feel that that just creates too much stress for me. Mm-hmm. So what I do with my kids, I allow them, obviously give them the parameters and parameters not to basically say oh because you're a girl you cannot you know dress up like that and, and yeah, what you yeah. but common decency you know common decency uh, yes you can wear shorts and everything but uh, keep your private private you know yeah. uh, things like that you know uh, yeah. uh, don't yeah, don't over ex- expose your stuff you know yeah um, so yes I give them guidelines but um, that is a small leeway that you can one can start you know giving to the kids to yeah. see how they make the decisions and they need that because they need to sharpen their decision making uh, skills as well mm. otherwise they'll be dependent forever i mean my daughter is out of the house is one of the best things for me i love her and everything but yeah one of the proud moments as a mom is that she's yeah. grown up enough to be able to go out of the house and fly and make a love for herself and stand on her own and what it is. I'm very yeah. proud of that. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we would have reached there if I wanted to rule every decision that she's making. So I have hey, to make imagine. peace with, I cannot be 
oh, absolutely. I mean, the stress for me, I need to figure myself out. And then two other people, I mean, really, you know, um, and then at the end of the day, then, you know, when they don't become adults and they can't take care of themselves and then I can blame them down the line. I mean, it's just like a really, really, I think it's a, it's a thing that's made for stress. And I'm yeah. not one for stressing really. So I, like um, that, I think though. when 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 the kids start showing signs of having an opinion, I always call it the growing opinion, and that's why I yeah. did that decision. And it kind of, you know, makes peace for me and say, okay, fine, we take your point. You know, we know where you are, and then let's find a, 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 a medium, a happy medium somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 under your advisement as the as the parent and it's mm. under your guidance as the parent to say okay we can do this and we can do it this far without pruning it too much but it helps you to actually just support them and it's very important to encourage them in decision making yeah. because mm. if they can't make a decision at that point chances of them making a decision on something like a career that is daunting on chances of them mm. not making a decision about a life partner that mm. is hard so if they can't mm. be trusted on what they're gonna wear what their hair mm. is going to look like i mean mm. i look at my son he goes to a school that allows the only piece of uniform that they actually have is a t-shirt oh. and then the pants they just have to be black but they can be whatever and yeah. the shoes they just have to be a certain color but they can be whatever so you can yeah. imagine what i'm dealing with the hairstyle that he has you know it's yeah. not something i would yeah. have chosen for him yeah. And I mean, and that's him. liberating. And he's, that. Yeah. he's so, and he says, for this reason, he wants to stay in this school because mm. now he's individuating in ways that I never thought coming, right? Mm. And he's mm. finding himself and he does these things with his hair, things that I honestly, I, I pray that the school can enforce more rules because I don't think I'm able to. Your mother <laughs> is... Like, is turning in her, your mother is turning wherever she is it's like she thought i got it wrong she must see the grandchildren yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> i just want to share i want to share something that jada pinkett said now that's i think yeah. really 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 uh locks what you're saying she says the question why i would let willow cut her hair First, the let must be challenged. This is a world where yeah. women and girls are constantly reminded that they don't belong to themselves, that their bodies are not their own, nor their power or self-determination. I made a promise mm. to endow my little girl with the power to always know that her body, spirit, and her mind are her domain. We look at her here because her beauty, her value, her worth is measured is not measured by the length of her hair. It's also a statement that claims that even little girls have the right to own themselves and should not be a slave to even their mother's deepest insecurities, hopes, and desires. Even little girls should not be a slave to the preconceived ideas of what a culture believes a little girl should be. <laughs> oh, that is beautiful. It is that so is beautiful. absolutely beautiful. I think yeah. every little girl needs to know that you know or little boy little or little boys like, yeah honestly, mm, mm, kids mm. need to know that that they do belong to themselves so, yeah i mean yeah. too that's beautiful and us too because they still us with our mothers still looking at us like that mm, is style with <laughs> are you sure this is how you are going to face the world today, today yes <laughs> you know 
ko I don't I barely shave my armpits so you can only imagine and it's not just my 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 mother for example it could be my friend like why yeah. are you shaving your armpits so you know are these you are sure? kind of the things yeah <laughs> you know the last time you shave uh, your legs yeah. you know why are we shaving our legs you know first of all so you yes. know but if you want to you why are you also. bothered Yes, <laughs> and if you want to wax rather than shave, the options are also there for you. If you knock yourself to. out, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's going yeah. to be exciting on the 14th of September. I'm so excited to have you there, Cindy. Um, to to what did you call it just now? Intentional, what did you call it? Intentional word, intentional word, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, to be- yeah. basically just be intentional about one style, so yeah. you know, to not let it be haphazard, yeah, <laughs> and random, yeah. you know, random or, is good, or, or but, inherited, um, or yeah, inherited. there are some things where you can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, yeah. Um, I was going to. Oh, is it thing? You must go there intentionally knowing exactly what to do. And according to your menstrual cycle as well, the best time to go for promote, to go to interviews and um, marketing your product or whatever, you must do it when you're ovulating because that is your best oh. Yeah, and you must wear colors according to how you're feeling. Um, yeah. So those are some of the things, something that she said probably four years ago. Um, and I just, re- I just remember. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> you see, when I say it was, it was, it was something that was inside of you, because I don't even remember it. <laughs> but I get that a lot with my clients. It's like, oh yeah, but you advised me to do this. I'm like, oh really? <laughs> Thank you. You're a mentor, and mentor like. We don't want to mention names, but huge people in the industry and people who are making, who are shaking the world. Um, why, um, why did you say you, you want to mentor people? Why did you choose that? Um, uh, I think as a healer um, and a teacher, that's how I interact with people. And the word mentoring is very interesting because it is linked to one's kind of the walk that I would have walked, right? So in the learnings that I have had, uh, I have had people that had come before me and they had carried me to where I am. And my giving back is honestly to just package that and give it to the next people so that, you know, you, you know, we, we, we all need like, blind spot checkers and things like that so that we better people and not better people because we cannot be accepted as we are Mm. it's not you know being better doesn't mean that you cannot be accepted as you are but honestly you if you don't know what you don't know and you don't see and you just like you know like the point that you've made now with when you go to an interview you don't just rock up you need to be very decisive about the color about you know your energy and everything that goes with it because if you're not in alignment yourself then 
chances of you walking into your room and people are like, oh, can she leave already? You know, a uh, high. So um, I've had a lot of lessons and I have been really, really blessed to have a lot of teachers because I do open myself to a lot of teachings. Um, not to say is to consume everything that I take in. Yes, I take it in, but what I do is I craft my own religion and I craft my own way of doing things. And if there's anything that I would like anyone to learn from me is to take whatever or drop whatever, but then create your own self out of that rather than, you know, just copying and making. So I'm not creating little Cindy's. I'm very conscious about that. But what I'm saying is that I just expose my own learnings to the world so that, you know, people can pick and then you can be a better, you know, represent better and build that business a little bit better. Just one notch, one level, you know, better in the business that you're building. And my job would be done. Oh, love it. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, so, Cindy. Thank you so much, Cindy. Oh, Coming through. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Um, so this is it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> see you See you in two weeks. Yes. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yes. See you in two weeks. Yeah. Right. I'm looking yes. forward to it. I'm me thoroughly too. looking me forward too. to it. <laughs> okay, Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>